listening to the Shoe Money Podcast. Joseph White here alongside Mr. Ryan Paulson. We've made it. It's week one. We're ready. Why, Ryan? Because we still need a new pair of shoes. We need the whole wardrobe. We need a new house. We need everything to go. And, and look, you know, we're out to get it. Here we are. Okay? We need it, and we're here to get it. We're here to take it. Um, as we said last week, we're going to kind of combine both podcasts. We, we did formerly a spread show and then a fantasy show. Um, and, and the folks out there, they just, they can't get enough Rhett Ellison content. So, uh, who honestly can, this is, I mean, this guy can't, you know, your boy can't. So, uh, we're going to kind of lean toward the fantasy stuff. In fact, this is this is now mostly just just a DFS podcast. This is the, what we're going to do is is we're going to focus in on on daily fantasy and sprinkle in some spread stuff throughout. Uh, look, you know, your boy can't get enough Red Ellison content. He also he also can't lay off teaser parlays. So you know he's going to have one of those at the end. I'm I'm going to bring one of those at the end. We'll obviously, like I said, sprinkle in the spread stuff because it it, it can inform the DFS. Plus, um, you know, I, I like to gamble. So that stuff's going to be there. But for the most part, it, it's a DFS show, Ryan. Gambling, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to stick to the gambling that I'm, I'm at least decent at. Against the spread, not so great. Don't sell DFS, your sh- I'm okay. Don't sell yourself short, Ryan. Decent is uh, – you're a tremendous slouch. Fantastic at this. Let's Let's be honest. You've got – Big money scores in your past, and uh, and you're the expert, and I'm the guy who who just just throws things at you like uh, you know Lamar Jackson's overrated. I mean he's not, but while we're there, why don't we start with quarterback this week one? Um, each week we talk about the main slate uh, in in DraftKings for the most part. We have we, we'll do some FanDuel as well, but but we kind of hone in a lot of the prices you'll hear us mention are DraftKings, and our focus for the most part is main slate. Um, Lamar Jackson's the top of the quarterback case there. It is Wednesday. We normally record on Thursday. So I'll just mention if you are playing the Thursday slate and you're getting, getting this Thursday morning, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he's good. So Mr. Paulson, anything you'd like to do with the Thursday and then, and then take us into the main slate. Yes, that's a good point. Since we are recording Wednesday and you have the opportunity before the chiefs and the Texans, I am not playing the Thursday to Monday slate, but for the showdown slate for tomorrow night, Thursday, uh, I think there's an interesting pick that you can make to make a lot of other things in your lineup work. And it's $1,800, Daryl the Barrel Williams. Yes. Now, look, we're a big Clyde Edwards-Hilaire podcast here. Mm-hmm. But I doubt he's going to get 100% of the touches in that backfield in week one as a rookie. So is he going to get the goal line work? Not really sure. They've gone to Daryl Williams on the goal line quite a lot. He's 1800 bucks. If he gets in the end zone, it gives you anything else on top of that. He makes the rest of your lineup work. If Brandon cooks were to sit, uh, I think Kenny stills is really cheap. I think he's a good play. Also you're hoping for probably a, a long touchdown and then just try to get in all the studs. Like that's the goal. I don't need to play Patrick Mahomes and Hill Kelsey Watson, you want to get those guys in, that's the way to get them in. I, I will just mention this one thing, and then I have a question for you. Um, get Will Fuller while while you can. Like, like yes. pl- 
play yourself Will Fuller while he's still healthy because he's the focal point of that offense now. Absolutely. You know, I have him on my one season long team. And again, I'm just hoping for upside. But when you play daily fantasy, he's always such a guy that you want to target because he can go for two or three touchdowns. Right now, there was a distinctive Will Fuller chalk week last year, and he went for three touchdowns in a game. That's why you want to play. Yep. So yes, I love him. Love him tomorrow night, obviously. But you know, I want to get guys like Tyree Kill, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson into a lineup. Play a guy like Daryl Williams. You have some money left over. You can make a pretty nice looking team. I'm I'm glad you brought Daryl Williams up again uh, because it leads me to that question I mentioned. Uh, is Daryl Williams this week's Rhett Ellison value play of the week? I'm sorry. Excuse me. Rhett Ellison Memorial value play of the week as Red Ellison has now left us and, and retired. Um, for those uninitiated, uh, I played Red Ellison like eight straight weeks last year at minimum price and just hoped he got a touchdown. And okay, you know what? Occasionally, even if it wasn't a touchdown, he panned out in, in getting you non-zero points. So it's it's only like minute six of the, of the show. Uh, it would be the earliest call of the Rhett Ellison Memorial uh, value play of the week. But is it Darrell Williams? Uh, for the showdown slate it is, but for like the whole week, uh, no. I think there are other running backs coming up. Yes. Uh, we'll get to a guy running back that I think is just the obvious value at the position. Uh, DraftKings did raise the floor price on running backs from 3000 to 4000 Sneaky. Which is very interesting. And, you know, I have a tight end that is not minimum price, but he's not necessarily too much more expensive. And I think he's a pretty good play this week, too. All right. Let's move then to that main slate. And we started quarterback where all things start. Um, I'm I'm of two minds, Ryan, here, because uh, I want to I kind of want to in these early weeks in, in these early weeks in which we know nothing. Right, like everything is just kind of up in the air, and like I, I don't know. Uh, nobody knows how no training camp really, how no fans, how all of this affects the game. Right, we don't really know. So I want to prioritize good franchises, uh, longevity in coach and quarterback and system, and I kind of want to feature running quarterbacks where I can. So that would mean like, hey, Lamar. Right, John Harbaugh and him back together, great franchise, good team coming back, the ultimate running quarterback in the league right now. That said, he's $8,100. Yeah, so I mean, he's obviously the best raw points play on the entire slate. You definitely want to play him, uh, of course, but this is a salary cap-based game. And if you spend $1,100 more on him than any other quarterback on the slate, you got to be really confident in the value that you're taking to surround him. And this week, I think there is pretty limited value. I think a lot of it will be very popular because it's all pretty obvious to me so far. So, yeah, I like him. Am I going to get to him in my main lineup? I doubt it. But I really do like a stack of him with either Marquise Brown or Mark Andrews or both and then trying to bring it back with somebody from Cleveland. But, again, he's so expensive. He's priced appropriately that – yeah, he's a good play, but I'm not sure that I, I love a ton of him this week. Yeah, I'm I'm avoiding him. Um, if if I if I start, you know, and I'm being conservative early in the season, um, 
So if, if I start spreading it all around and, and getting into five and, and six lineups here, then I will certainly have a piece. Um, but I, I kind of want to avoid him just, just because of that price. And because, you know what? I don't know what Cleveland is yet. Um, and I want to see that defense. Cleveland beat Baltimore last year. Um, I mean, it is it. I mean, it is Baltimore laying eight here. Um, so they, they are heavily favored, but I like Cleveland to make the playoffs. I like them as a team to kind of need some of the promise that they left behind last year. Um, so I'm, it, it's the uncertainty around the game is enough that I'm scared off the price. If I said that well enough. Yeah. I think you're picking between Lamar Jackson or Christian McCaffrey. If you're building one lineup. So, and I will take uh, McCaffrey there. I agree. All right. Um, other quarterbacks receiving votes here. Um, you know, I'll take Breeze at home, 6,800. Seattle on the road, especially early in the season, going west to east, even if it is week one, always makes me a little nervous. So, um, oh, I love Russell Wilson this week. Do you? Tell me more. Oh, yeah. Uh, significant discount from Lamar, and I love the game environment a lot more. Indoors, obviously. This is tied for the highest over-under on the slate with Tampa and New Orleans. So I think this game could go back and forth. To me, it's the likeliest shootout. I don't think that's going to be very uh, under the radar by any means, but yeah. you know, you got to hope Atlanta puts on some points, and I think that Seattle's going to start to lean a little bit towards the pass. And you got some really good stacking candidates with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, and you got some great bringbacks on the other side with Julio and Calvin Ridley. I mean, that's a so, great that's a great game stack theory. The game right there. Yeah, uh, I'd rather get to him in uh, like one team, especially a cash game lineup. But I think there's a couple guys for a lot cheaper that you can consider too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, my guy this week, five hundred dollars cheaper. He is the quarterback of my main. Uh, my main team right now. I'm 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 leaning on that that rushing quarterback theory that I espouse at the top here. I'm I'm all in on Josh Allen right now. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I mean, the Jets look like they're going to be an incredibly terrible team this year, especially on the defensive side. And I know there's no fans, but going to Buffalo is still something that uh, I think plays a factor more so than most stadiums. Yep. So you're right. Rushing touchdown upside. They got Stephon Diggs in the mix. They got John Brown for speed. And as long as they don't lean on the run too much, this is a game that Josh Allen could hit a ceiling here. So I don't hate that. Yep. A couple hundred more cheaper. I do like Matt Ryan at home in that same Seattle game, but he's expensive. So that's really like a a stack only type of situation, more like a game stack only situation for Mm -hmm. me. What do we do with the $6,300 Aaron Rodgers? I don't think I'm getting there. I mean, that's cheap, but I got to see it from from him, right? Like, I, I have to, I mean, and, and his price bounced around last year. Um, 6,300 was about his low range. A couple weeks early in the season, he was at 6,000. Um, but I, I, I got to see what this Green Bay offense looks like. I got to see what this Green Bay team looks like. That was the softest 13-3 and three, uh, I, think, I think we've ever seen last year and then you know they they come into this game and they're and they're getting two and a half against minnesota after after going 13 and three so i mean i i think word is out here on on you know the packers are not as good as they were last year massive regression candidate 
I gotta see it. If if I'm going cheaper, I mean, or if I'm if I'm going below Allen, excuse me, I mean, I I I can get more what I like cheaper. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I don't think Rodgers will carry any ownership. So if you like a Devontae Adams stack and try to bring it back with somebody on Minnesota, I, I can't blame you for ownership purposes, but not the game environment that I really like. And I think I just like guys a little bit cheaper. I'd rather pay up a little bit to the guys we already mentioned. So it's just, I don't think I'm going to get to him this week. Yeah. Um, I, the guys I mentioned that are cheaper. I mean, if you want Cam Newton at 6,100, okay. Again, rushing I think up, I do. rushing upside there. I, I want to wait and see a little more, but he's one of those guys where if, if, if I'm looking at 6,300 for Rogers, I'd rather pay 6,100 for Newton. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. And Miami actually made some decent moves on defense, and they're starting to build a legitimate team. I don't think they're a total pushover this year, but if Cam's healthy, which all indications are that he is, and he has some mobility, I think Belichick's going to design a great offense around him. The problem is I don't really know who to pair him with. I don't I don't and, think you do. I, I, think he, I think it's a single, which is an, it's an odd strategy, fine. but I think it's a single. I think that's fine, which makes him more of a cash game quarterback to me, but that's a little bit too risky for me this week to mm-hmm. your point. So, you know, I like him, but I'm not really sure what to do with him because he's really more of a cash game guy, like single lineup double ups just to get a really good floor and hope you get the upside. Yep. But I don't know. I guess, I guess it's Edelman, but that doesn't feel very sexy. No, I don't. I, cause, cause he, he's never thrown any of these guys before. Um, right. and, and he's not a guy I think you can rely on to, 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 to mesh right away with his wide receivers. If you're playing Cam Newton, you're doing it because of the rushing upside. Um, I would just pause for one second to ask, Miami, building a team, tends to play New England tough or has historically in the past. Miami's getting six and a half. Am I the only one who likes Miami here? I mean, it wouldn't be the Shoe Money podcast if we didn't bring up Miami and the points in week one. Like, we spent three minutes on Red Ellison, and now we're already talking yourself into the Dolphins plus six and a half against the Patriots. We're back. Always against we the are. Patriots. Uh, we are real back. I'm, I'm all over it. I'm all over it. Another guy, another thing I'm all over here, go cheaper, our boy, our boy, $5,800, Gardner Minshew the second. Yeah, that's an interesting game stack, I think. Indy has a very big team total, fourth highest of the week, tied with New Orleans. And, you know, if you think that's going to be the case, Minshew is going to be chucking all game. Yes. I think he's got a very logical stacking partner with DJ Chark. That's, that's who I would go with. And then if you want to bring it back with uh, like a T.Y. Hilton on the other side, I think that's interesting. But that's a game stack and then get the cheaper pieces and then try to build some studs around it. I don't mind that. Um, the handsomest guy in football. Is fifty eight hundred as well. I mean, I'm just staring at his picture right now. It is incredible. I think that game is going to be really fast. It's a got a forty eight and a half team total or uh, over under rather, and that's right near the top. And if you think that Arizona can put some points on the board, and you think they can keep it close enough, I think Garoppolo to Kittle is a very interesting stack. Uh, it is a very interesting stack. Um, Expensive. Yes. Yes, uh, and I, I also just don't have faith. As handsome as he is, I just I, I don't really have faith in him. But he is fifty eight hundred dollars. Um, 
you know, I, I but I, I may take a flyer instead on like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm looking at the three guys cheaper than him. Tyrod Taylor, 5,600 against the Bengals defense. Um, but that, I mean, that runs counter to everything I said at the, at the outset, right? I mean, it's a new quarterback, new system. Um, Baker Mayfield, 5,700. Say it. Say the thing. Come on. I got one more guy. I mean, it, it's maybe interesting for Baker and then Kirk Drago, Drago Cousins at 5,700. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Are, are we going to Joey Burrow? <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Further down. Further down. Are you playing? <laughs> oh, my God. You're playing Mitch Trubisky at $5,400, aren't you? Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Uh, look, he's really cheap. He's so he cheap. Played really, he played really well against Detroit in both games. He had 28 points and he had 20 points in the two matchups last season. Look, I, I get it. They brought Foles in. Supposedly it was a competition. They want Trubisky to be the guy. Uh, Detroit loses Darius Slay. They've got like an, an almost a completely rebuilt secondary. And let's say that they get out in front. Mitch is going to throw, and he, you know he has upside. He does, and he so, adds some. He adds some rushing upside. That's true. Like it's gross, and I was totally on the other side of this when you loved him against the Giants last year, and he just pasted the Giants' defense in that game too. Look, play anyone went, you can against the Giants. So, like, look, you can pair him with Allen Robinson, and on the other side, you got a Galladay on the bring back. I. I don't. I don't know, man. I think he's going to make my cut this week. I'm not lying. That is a fascinating game. I'm just curious what the total is in this game. It's, it's not very high. It's, it's forty. It's, it's forty-three and a half. It's indoors, though. So there's that. I mean, I guess it's just going to be so weird. I just like inside an empty. I know it's not the Silverdome anymore, but inside the empty, let's say, let's just call it Silverdome. That's just that's weird, man. But you know what, Ryan? Yep. Yeah, you know, yeah, you've convinced me. At that price, fifty-four hundred bucks, any bad? There are worse plays out there. Like him and Allen Robinson plus Galladay, it's not very expensive for uh, a game stack type of situation, which I like. It, it's kind of a hold your nose and just like again fill the rest of your team with the guys that you like and then hope that that stack in that game just starts to shoot out. Yeah, you've 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 really though got to be. Con- I mean, if you're game stacking uh, a, a game with a total under forty four, you've got to be real confident in everything else around it. But maybe they're cheap enough that you can pull that off. My God, we're on the Mitch train. Running back. Right. Uh, yeah, that Christian McCaffrey guy is pretty good. Breaking, pretty, pretty good. Breaking news in the Shoe Money podcast: Christian McCaffrey, good. Now, look, I said Lamar Jackson or Christian McCaffrey. There's a uh, plenty of routes where you don't play either of them, but if I'm paying for one of them, it will be Christian McCaffrey on my main team. The problem with that is, is it does limit your upside at every other position by taking on a 10k player when there is a pretty lack of serious value on this slate right now um i'm going to briefly go all the way to the bottom here because that aforementioned minimum price running back that i like is antonio gibson of the washington football team he's the guy this is this is the red ellison memorial uh value play of the week so that's fourteen thousand total 
Would you rather play Christian McCaffrey in an unknown role of Antonio Gibson, where you can probably assume that he's going to lead the backfield in touches, or would you rather spend a little bit cheaper for two of Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, if you think he's going to be fully healthy? Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I, I think it's McCaffrey and it's Gibson there. I think that's the way to look at it. Is uh, if you like two of the cheaper guys and you want to do like the middle game of that, like an Eckler and Mixon combo seems pretty interesting for the same type of price. You got to feel good about Gibson in order to get McCaffrey in is the way that I'm approaching this so far. Yeah. But I, I do think, you know, all the projections are that, that Gibson, you know, I mean, they, they like him in Washington and because of, of, you know, the, the way that running back room has shaken out, he's going to get play here. Um, so I, I feel like you can feel pretty good about him at least getting action, right? He, he's going to get an inordinate amount of, of touches for somebody who's minimum price. So I, I feel like you can feel good about Gibson. I, I, I really like him, um, in, in this slate at the top of the running back or at the bottom of the running back market. Yeah, uh, not exactly the way that we typically talk about running back, but I think this week it's important to kind of talk about the highs and the lows at the same time. Because after that, it gets pretty interesting. Uh, you got a guy like Dalvin Cook who played very well against Green Bay, but is kind of in the middle of a contract thing, but he's going to play on Sunday. But does Mike Zimmer be football guy Mike Zimmer and like limit his touches or – you know, I don't know. So, like, I'm a little bit nervous there. I think Kamara is interesting. Same thing. Um, came out of the contract negotiations. Looks like they're very close. So, I think he's an interesting play in a very up-tempo game. I love Austin Eckler. I know you do for the long term. How do you feel about him this week? I, I love him this week. I mean, $7,000 in a PPR format, I, I think he's going to crush here. Uh, because... You know, Tyrod Taylor is a new quarterback in a new system, but every quarterback in any system can check down to the running back. And so I, th- I, I just think Eckler is going to eat targets this week. I, I really like him. I'm a little higher on Cook uh, than I think you are. Um, week three last season, he was $7,800. Week 18, he was $7,800. Everywhere else in the middle, he was over eight or even over $9,000 here. So it's 7900 as a guy who is the offense, especially now with Diggs out, I mean that that to me is a running offense. I, I like Cook there. I like both of those guys better than I like Kamara. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Uh, I think Kamara's ceiling is probably a little bit limited in a game like this, but uh, I think I'm I'm pretty about even on Cook and Kamara. I like them both. Uh, I think I prefer Eckler. Uh, I think I'm out on Aaron Jones just because I think he's a big-time candidate for touchdown regression. Listen, he had a lot of them last year. I'm out on Aaron Jones forever, okay? Yeah. Because it seems like there, there's one thing that – there are two things that as an organization the Green Bay Packers will not do. One is give Aaron Rodgers help, and the other is just give Aaron Jones the GD ball. So I'm out. Yeah, I think that's a pretty easy one to overlook in this range, specifically this week. Uh, typically not a guy we like to go after on DraftKings, but Josh Jacobs, if he gets any more involved in the passing game with the amount of volume he sees on the ground, he could have a monster game. Yeah. And I like him a lot. Same thing with Joe Mixon. I, I think it's 6,700. 
uh, facing a little bit of tougher defense, but the Chargers were pretty vulnerable on the ground last season. So I think he's, I mean, he could be a two touchdown, a hundred yards on the ground, three, four, five catches for a good chunk. He could have a really great week. Yeah. Both of those guys are not guys I'm going to go out of my way to get in my lineup. But as I, you know, as, as I fill out the other, the other spots, if I start to see like my average remaining player price is 68, 6,900, I'm going to be able to plug those guys in and feel fine about it. Absolutely. How are you feeling like uh, about guys like Nick Chubb and Kenyon Drake this week? I got to see much zero. I got to see the split. I, you know, Kenyon Drake. Um, I, I think, I think that, that, that rank, that, that defensive rank going up against San Francisco might scare some people off, and that that is going to be a shootout. Uh, you know, by all by by all indications, it's going to be a bit of a shootout. So I think Drake, I like better than Chubb, but I just I have this you know absent any any evidence whatsoever. I I still have this feeling that this is going to start to become a more Kareem Hunt offense, and I don't know why. I just think that that dude is so dynamic, and Chubb is great too. I just I could see Hunt start to eat in. To Chubb's workload, so I kind of want to see if I'm right on that before I start paying 6,500 for him. Can't blame you. They did just give Kareem Hunt a two-year extension this week, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, a guy I did really like is Miles Sanders, but if he plays this week, I think he's going to be limited, and I yeah. don't really want to pay for that when I like guys just a little bit more expensive. Uh, I think I might mix him into tournaments, but. Uh, I, is, I was really high on him until this week when he still looks like a little banged up in practice. Yep. And then the rest of this range is pretty much dead for me. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, uh, Chris Carson. I, I don't think this is his. I love. I love him season long. I just don't think this is his type of game this week necessarily. Um, Todd Gurley, show me that you're not injured. Leonard Fournette, no thanks. James White, absolutely not. David Montgomery, fifty nine hundred. You know, maybe, but I, you've got to go down to 5,800 and Raheem Mostert for me uh, to get interested here because with so many things going, going, just either opt-outs or injuries, so many things going on on that 49ers offense, I think Mostert is going to get a ton of work this week. If you feel good about that situation, I think that's one to really look at because I, I don't know what the split is ultimately going to look like with him and Coleman. Yeah, it's it's hard to say because there was there was a week at the end of last season where like everything just screamed Tevin Coleman, and I spent you know the entire podcast telling you how much I love Tevin Coleman. I think he got like four touches, and it was just the most. I think that may have been the game Mostert went for fifty. You know who else is uh, else is back in the mix in that backfield right now? He's very healthy. Is uh, Jarek McKinnon? Yeah. So there's there's a lot going on in that 49ers backfield too. Um, anyone else? Lev Bell, Ingram, Singletary. Can I interest you in any of these? Uh, it, it's honestly the last guy that I have on the list is Miles Sanders, maybe Chris Carson, and then I'm dropping to Antonio Gibson at 4K. And, and he's a slam dunk play. I, I think you've got to have him in your lineups this week. I think it can go wrong, but he's going to be really popular. But again, he makes a lot of other things work, so just keep that in mind. And uh, I, I think an interesting way to go is to get three of the guys in uh, the 6 or 7K range. 
as a, as opposed to McCaffrey, Gibson and whatever. So if you, you like your Dalvin cook, um, maybe an Eckler, Jacobs, Mixon, Drake, mm-hmm. I think getting three of those guys is interesting. And I think it'll give you a unique build because you're going to get off of McCaffrey. You could get off of Gibson. And if you're really like a certain stack with high priced wide receivers, play Gibson with two of the guys that aren't McCaffrey. Right. Right. It's just kind of like, I just think the chalk is going to be pretty condensed this week because everybody's kind of got a little bit more time. A lot of the contents out there going to point to the same guys. So I'm just trying to think of ways to be different while still getting the good plays, but at running back, I never like to get too off the board. Yep. Totally agree. All right, let's go to uh, wide receiver where, where things got a little more interesting today. Um, and you know, we've started quarterback and running back this way, so let's start wide receiver with it. Uh, you know, Michael Thomas, he's he's good. Yeah, he's great. Uh, definitely can't fault you for playing him there. As a single play, I don't know. I think if you're playing Drew Brees, obviously you're going to stack with him and then you know, looks like you're going to be bringing it back with Chris Godwin this week instead of Mike Evans. That's what gets so, interesting to me. I, di- I didn't want either of those Tampa Bay wide receivers, but if Evans is banged up and it looks like at the very least he's going to go into the game banged up, I love Chris Godwin this week. Yeah, I mean, I love Chris Godwin, but again, you are taking a pretty big assumption about Brady and this offense clicking pretty soon, which I don't blame you about at all. You know, to me, it would be like a Breeze, Thomas, Godwin bring back. Yeah. Um, As singular plays, not really sure I'm going to get to either of these wide receivers. Uh, I do like Julio in my Seattle and Atlanta stacks, obviously, but we we know that he doesn't score touchdowns. So let's just get that out of the way. He just does not score touchdowns. It's just how how has no offensive coordinator figured that out? Hey, let's get like the best wide receiver – you know, uh, of a generation, the ball inside the 20 occasionally. Nah, we're good. We're, we're just, we're all right there. Uh, I like Devontae <laughs> Adams a lot. You have to assume he's going to see a ton of volume. Yeah. So um, if I want to get a piece of Green Bay, it's going to be through Adams and not through Rodgers. Agreed. And, you know, 7300 bucks. I think wide receiver is pretty interesting in terms of the value. Yeah. Godwin 7100 is a nice price. Uh, if I'm doing a Jimmy G Kittle stack, I'll probably look to bring it back with Hopkins at 6.8, which is a good price. I mean, that's, that's an insane price for DeAndre Hopkins. He's, a, he's in a new offense, so you have to temper that a little bit, right? But, I mean, he was he was either around or significantly over $7,500 every week last week. Or every week last year, excuse me. And now you're getting a, a significant discount off that. So DeAndre is very interesting to me. Yeah, again, uh, you're going to see him in a new system for the first time. He did not practice a lot in the offseason, healing from some injuries, but he's healthy. So you're, you're putting a lot of trust that they're going to click right away against an extremely good defense. You have Adam Thielen without Steph Diggs. I think he's going to be a target monster, but that will not go under the radar. Right. And, you know, in a format that's PPR like DraftKings, I like that. Over on FanDuel, he's probably a guy I might not try to play very much at half-point PPR. Mm-hmm. But, again, he's a good play. Um, I like DJ Moore, but, again, you're assuming that brand-new system, brand-new quarterback, that he's going to click right away. Obviously, we prefer McCaffrey. Allen Robinson in your Mitch Trubisky stacks. 
You got your Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf to pair with Russ Wilson. I'm I think you sorry. can play those guys on on your own too. I'm sorry. And, um, I, I'm sorry. I just feel like we have to stop and acknowledge again Allen Robinson in your Mish Trubisky stacks. Yeah, absolutely. That's where we are. Find the problem. Mitch Trubisky, you that's can't. the problem. We can't. He's starting. We're good. We ride. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, Now, I know you're big on Josh Allen this week, and I think you like not Stephon Diggs as his stack partner. Yeah, Diggs is not my stack partner with, with Allen just because of that familiarity where, where he's got an entire season throwing the ball to John Brown, uh, who can also take the top off of defense and will be the second option, right? If, if you're looking at those... If, if you're an opposing defense coming into this season and, and you're looking at the Bills' offense, you're saying, I've got it. We, we, we've got to get a handle and on and make sure Stephon Diggs doesn't go over the top of us, right? So the Jets, who are without their best def, uh, secondary player, um, are going to try and stop Stephon, Stephon Diggs. But John Brown's still on the other side of the field, and he's the guy who's got more familiarity with the quarterback. And he's cheaper. So I I like John Brown as my stack uh, with with Josh Allen at fifty six hundred dollars. Well said. It's exactly what I was hoping for by taking over hosting duties and kicking that one to you. <laughs> Lovely. Well done. I mean, your distribution game on point. Uh, is Keenan Allen too too cheap? He could be. Um, I prefer Eckler. Uh, I don't think I'll be playing them both in the same team. But again, if you think he has good chemistry with Tyrod, I think Tyrod's probably going to have a relatively low average depth of target, which is perfect for a guy like Keenan Allen. So he's uh, cheaper than Eckler. So it's a good way to get a part of that game, especially if you like, uh, if you like Mixon or if you like Burrow to AJ Green or Tyler Boyd or something like that. That's how I would include him. Mm -hmm. Is DJ Chark good? I think he's good. Uh, I think his quarterback is still to be determined, but again, I think we're getting pretty heavy target volume this year. Yeah. Cause he's clearly the guy like they have dropped a day Westbrook down big time. And then they have uh, a rookie who I believe it's pronounced LaVisca Chenault and they like him a lot, but again, he's a rookie. So I think shark's going to be the guy and he's interesting, but I like some guys cheaper a lot more. And starting with Kenny Galladay in those Mitch Trubisky stacks, you know, back to that common theme of this episode. Yeah, you, you got to bring then, somebody, bring somebody back at, at Mitch Trubisky, obviously. Of course you do. And you know, Calvin Ridley to get a little bit more exposure to that Seattle and Atlanta game, I like quite a bit. Yeah, you know, look, looking at the prices of the guys here, Keenan Allen is is probably overpriced given given the new quarterback in the situation. Probably a guy I want to get get you know in my lineups later on in the season. Um, and Shark, I understand the target share. It's just I'm not paying $6,300 for DJ Shark when Odell Beckham Jr. is 5900 even as a number two receiver. Yep. Totally agree. Um, T.Y. Hilton, 5800 I mean, there's, Indy, Indy is favored in that game significantly. I, I, I think they're going to you know run Jacksonville out of their own building. And he's the guy for Phillip Rivers, new quarterback, but not a new system for Phillip Rivers. Um, so I, I think T.Y. is, is kind of safe while he's still healthy. And I really like Emmanuel Sanders, 5700 bucks. I just I, – I think Breeze is a 
is an old enough uh, uh, veteran here who who's uh, you know I mean he's Drew Brees. Do we really have to worry about new quarterback, new system with Drew Brees and a number two wide receiver in Emmanuel Sanders, who's also a veteran in a shootout type situation at home in that dome? Uh, I like Emmanuel Sanders to pick up some targets that uh, that that maybe Michael Thomas doesn't get because all the attention's on him. It's a very interesting play with some very sound logic there, and if a guy like Ted Ginn or Traquan Smith can prosper in a number two wideout role in that offense. I think Emmanuel Sanders could do just fine. Yeah. Um, a guy I like with a, a little bit more of a question mark in the matchup that I think might appear is Terry McLaurin against this Eagles secondary who added quite a bit of depth and Darius Slay and Nikel Roby Coleman, but 5,600 number one wide receiver, elite speed, good yep. connection with Haskins. He's interesting. Yep. Uh, the rest. I just of the, don't love that game. I, I don't love the game either, and I, I don't love the unknowns um, about Haskins, about the improvements to the Eagles secondary. It's kind of a wait-and-see approach on attacking the Eagles secondary, which we did a lot of last year, and on McLaurin. Um, a lot of these guys are, are kind of skips for me. I just, I've got two more names here. Uh you know, if if the Ravens really want to go downfield more, they're going to do it to Marquise Brown at fifty one hundred. I like that. And, oh yeah, baby. And I mean, Jamison Crowder, he's the number one wide receiver in a game where I think they're going to be behind. <laughs> so, you the know, Jets are so bad. The Jets are so bad. But you know, Crowder Crowder went uh, twenty points, ten points, twenty seven points last three games of last season, picking up ten eight and 11 targets in those three games, I think I think that's the target share you can expect. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not my fault they're relying on Jamison Crowder, but they are. So, uh, you know, play him while you can and, and eat up those PPR numbers. I think he easily see the, sees the most targets in this entire range, and it's not even close. Yeah. It's just he might get you five or six yards at a time. So you're hoping for probably seven, eight, nine catches. Maybe he gets you the bonus, and maybe he gets in the end zone. But again, a lot of volume there. Feels pretty safe for a good floor. I love Marquise Brown. You know, he's the opposite of that. He might end up seeing a bump in targets this year, but you're hoping for the huge streaking touchdowns to start paying off that price tag. But I love him. Agreed. Anybody else below that? Oh, yeah. Deshaun Jackson week. Well, yeah, I mean, playing Washington, and he's still healthy. Last year, week one, against Washington, he caught eight of nine targets for 154 yards, two touchdowns, good for 38 DraftKings points. Is that good? That's pretty good. good. And if Miles Sanders is a little bit banged up, then maybe there's a couple more looks that go to him in the passing game that might have been on the ground instead. So, uh, again, I think he's going to be pretty popular. But at 4,900, you know, almost 40 point drafting upside. Yes. I'm going way back a year, but I think that's still in his wheelhouse. I think that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you want to take a shot on Henry Ruggs for the Raiders as a rookie, I think they're going to get him really involved all over the field. That could be interesting. Always Cole Beasley, but seriously, not this week, but always. <laughs> always Cole Beasley. Honestly, though, I, DJX, I think, is the lowest I go at 4.9. Yeah. Which then, if you build those McCaffrey teams, makes Antonio Gibson a must. Right. 
So then that like, you really got to start thinking about what you're doing at quarterback and wide receiver. If you're going that way, I think in a balanced build, it's very interesting this week. Right. All right. One of my favorite spots to find uh, some value is the tight end position. Uh, we'll keep the running theme going. George Kittle, he's good, but I'm not paying 7200 for it. I mean, if, if there was a week to do it, I guess it's this week in a, in a projected shootout uh, when, you know, every other pass catcher on the 49ers is hurt. Um, but still, I, I just think that's too expensive for me. In the Garoppolo stacks, in the game stacks, absolutely. As a one-off, I'm spending my money elsewhere. Yes. Um and, and there's I, there's not a lot I like in here. I mean, I, I guess you could tell me Mark Andrews, but he's still too expensive for me. Zach Ertz at 5,800, that's closer, but he's still too expensive for me. Um, so I'm, I'm going to cede the, the ground back to you because you've got – I've got – I'm passing by a bunch of guys before I get to somebody I'm interested in taking. So is there anybody in that, you know, upper 4K, 5K, 6K range that you're interested in? Uh, I will say I do like Mark Andrews and Ertz both a little bit more than you. So probably won't play Wentz, but I like Ertz as a one-off. I, I mean, he's 1400 cheaper than Kittle. I like that. Same thing with Andrews. I'd prefer to play him with Lamar Jackson, but I, I think he could be a, a two-touchdown type of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it then starts to drop off quite a bit. Um, yeah. Hayden Hurts in that Atlanta and Seattle game. That's it. They That's- loved Austin Hooper, right? So – that that's my guy. It, it's Hayden Hurst at, at forty three hundred. I, I, um, you know, they they really do like their tight ends in, in Atlanta, and uh, and and I think that's that's a cheap way to get exposure to a shootout there. Um, I also don't think you can go wrong with T.J. Hawkinson, a hundred dollars cheaper. Uh, people love him, and you know, Detroit may have to be throwing the ball on Mitch Trubisky, so uh, you know, they they got to be getting back into the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, look, always, always. Uh, and I mean, cheaper, there's even some options here. Greg Olson, 4,000. Dawson Knox, 3,900. You know, OJ Howard, 37. Kyle Rudolph, 37. Uh, maybe. Uh, but I, I'm really looking at either Hurst or Hawkinson for me. Yeah, uh, so Hawkinson obviously got out of the gate really well last season, and if they integrate him into the passing game more, he's an athletic freak. You know, he he blew up for 131 yards in Week One last uh, last year, so I think he's an interesting play for a low cost. Um, the OJ Howard and Gronk split, I have no idea, so that's an avoid for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ru- Rudolph and Irv Smith, that's kind of a split that I don't really have a good read on yet, so that's an avoid. Uh, the only other guy that down here at 3,300 is Chris Herndon for the Jets. Same reasoning that you have for yep. Crowder. No, you're uh, absolutely right. You know, hopefully he gets six to eight targets. He's finally healthy. He missed a lot of time last year, but. You know, Sam doesn't love to go deep, and he can't really go deep. So he's got Crowder and Herndon and then some running backs, and that's about it. So, you know, I'm hoping Herndon can grab five, six, seven, eight balls, decent chunk of yardage, and get in the end zone. And for 3300 bucks, that's really what you're hoping for. And yeah. right now, that's all I have on my list. Uh, I will just add one final word. Um, th- there are times I banked on this. Sometimes Tom Brady can just decide he wants to do a thing. Uh, cause it'll be funny. And so he does a thing. So, uh, 
I would lay significant. I I, I would bet significant money that Gronk uh, Rob Gronkowski scores a touchdown this week. So uh, that's really kind of all you. That, that might be all you need at that price. You probably like a little more um, than just one touchdown. But if if you're comfortable living with a tight end at that price, getting you one touchdown, uh, I I think it's going to happen. So I kind of like Gronk here. Not a ton, but I'll have him in some lineups. I think he's priced a little bit too high for what I expect his role to be, but he could catch two touchdowns, and it wouldn't surprise me. Defense. The Bills. It's good. Other than that, I mean, look, I I don't know. I'm at the bottom of the list. I took the Chargers against a a rookie quarterback making his first start in Joe Burrow. $2,800. You want to pay up for a defense. I mean, I think it's a bad idea, but... You do you. Yeah, if you're somehow made of money in a game that I'm not playing this week, the Bills are great. The Eagles are also probably pretty good. Um, To me, I think New England has a lot of injuries, but theoretically has a great matchup, so I'm assuming that they're going to be popular. Mm -hmm. I don't love that. Uh, The Chargers make a lot of sense. They can still really rush the quarterback. Cincinnati has some issues on their offensive line. Joe Burrow's a rookie. While we expect him to be very good, he doesn't need to be good this week for that to happen. Right. Um, I'm starting to plug in teams that are a little bit cheaper, honestly. Uh, I think the Panthers at 2.5K are like a dart throw. The Saints against Brady? Interesting. Interesting. There's a defense down at the bottom that that I kind of like here. I mean, they are at the bottom, too. P-P-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, For sure not. (laughs) <laughs> but 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 go a hundred dollars cheaper. Um, I mean, I I really am all in on them. Uh, but the Dolphins, Dolphins, the Dolphins, I love it. You know, I mean, I mean, is is there a worse cast of weapons in the league than than what New England's rolling out at, at wide receiver and tight end? So you know, the Dolphins are interesting to me. Yeah, that's. Uh, it, I don't want to keep saying interesting, but yeah, it's pretty interesting because. They added Byron Jones from Dallas, and they have Kyle Van Noy from New England. Yep. And it is Cam Newton who can turn the football over, and he doesn't have very many good weapons to throw to, as you just mentioned. You know what? Miami straight up. Oh, boy. Miami money line. Give me that. How's that? We're officially back. We are, because uh, Joe's on tilt. It's week one. He's on tilt. We're back, baby. Drop the music. Let's do it. Tie a bow in this. Uh, with uh, with our best fantasy plays of the week. Mr. Paulson, you start us off. Mitch Trubisky to the house for all the money. Now, in all seriousness, yes, play your Lamar Jackson if you want. I like Russell Wilson a lot. I think I'm going to be uh, rolling with him as of now in my main squad. I, I just like Seattle on the road in that type of situation. Running back, very narrow pool this week. So if you get off the board, you're going to have very nice ownership. Yes, play your McCaffrey with your Antonio Gibson. And in the mid-range, I like Eckler, Mixon, Jacobs. And if we get better news on Miles Sanders, I'm going to be loading up on him as well. Uh, Wide receiver, again, get your Michael Thomas if you want. But I like guys a lot cheaper, so I'm going to go all the way to the bottom. I like Deshaun Jackson a lot. Do not play him with Miles Sanders. I think that's a bad idea. Marquise Brown. And then I like, obviously, both Seattle guys, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. And then the Atlanta guys, Calvin Ridley and Julio. Moving to tight end, yes, love the top end with Kittle Andrews and Hurts, but again, Atlanta game, Hayden Hurst, they like their tight ends there, 
And if you want to really save so you can spend elsewhere, Chris Herndon of the Jets. Uh, defense, I'm just going to say New Orleans. I think they're the best defense for the cheapest price. Interesting. All right, uh, quarterback for me, it's Josh Allen. And, and yeah, look, I've been making the joke this whole time, but but you've, you've convinced me. Mitch Trubisky, lock that in. Oh, God, how could this go wrong? Oh, my God, it's, it's Mitch Trubisky week. Uh, running back... Uh, it, it starts and ends with Gibson for me. I, I think he's I think he's a he's a lock. You gotta play him. Uh, Cook and Eckler are the are the two guys in that in that not not McCaffrey range, but good solid play range. Uh, at running back, wide receiver, it's Godwin, it's OBJ, it's Crowder, and it's Manny Sanders. A uh, little piece of him as a as an under the radar uh, tight end. Give me Hayden Hurst. Give me Hawkinson. Defense. Give me the Charges. Goal, charges, goal, and uh, and the Dolphins. Who we are going to take plus six and a half in New England and the shoe money teaser parlay of the week. Give me Philly minus five and a half, New Orleans minus three and a half, and the Pittsburgh Steelers against my New York Giants minus five and a half. Throw that in a, in a six and a half point teaser. It's plus one forty two. Kids. We're, we're starting bad quarterbacks. We're stacking them. We're on tilt. We're making bets we probably shouldn't. I mean, we're back. We're so back. It's only gambling if you lose. Let's go.